Hey everyone, it's Michelle. And Brayden. And this is Spooky Shit. So this week, in honor of the upcoming holiday, we are going to be talking about 4th of July murders. I'm going to start out by talking about the murder of Benjamin Avila. And then I will talk about the murders of Sally McNeely and Shane Stewart. Warning. This episode may contain graphic details. Listener discretion is advised. All right. Before we get into it, how you doing? I'm good. Anything exciting going on? I'm going to the beach tomorrow. Hey, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't want to go on Monday because we figured it was going to be packed, so we're going to go tomorrow. But I feel like it probably it's be packed still, yeah, it's probably still going to be packed as hell. But... Is Fourth of July on Monday? Yes. Okay. Yeah. No. Fuck that. It'll be slightly less packed this weekend. <laughs> True. Um, the bad part about living in a destination city during holidays, especially outdoor holidays when we have a beach. Very true. It's brutal. Are you guys going to go watch fireworks? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Robert's actually going to work overtime. He doesn't have to work on 4th of July, and he just signed up to work anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, I mean, honestly, we probably wouldn't do anything anyway. That's fair. We frequently see fireworks from SeaWorld because we're like close-ish anyway. Must be nice. It's far enough away to where it's just kind of, like, weird. <laughs> uh, well, here in my hometown, they usually do it at this, like, park in the middle of the city. Oh, yeah? But I don't know if they're going to do it. I don't remember if they did it last year. They're probably going to. Maybe they didn't last year because of COVID, but I bet they'll do it now. That's true. Cause, like, Everyone's the in denial. Every, every, everything's, like, back, like, and open. Yeah. Everything's open. We're just pretending that people aren't still getting COVID. It's it's a grand old time here. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, But yeah, speaking of the fair, I actually went yesterday. You went to the fair? Hey. How was it? Oh, yeah, you did because we were going to record yesterday. I forgot. And then then we switched it to today. Yes. I didn't know if you actually went or not because you were saying like you were thinking about it. Oh, no. Yeah, I went. How was it? It was fun. It was fun. It was expensive. Dude, we were supposed to go to the fair a few weeks ago. San Diego Fair is like kind of a big deal here. It's a very big fair. And it's like it was like $20 for each of us to get tickets and then $30 to park. And we're like, fuck that. Like, I'm not even that into the fair. $30 to park? Well, that's what we heard. It was $30 to park. How much was was it? I only paid $15. Okay. Well, that's less bad then. But still, ew. And the, but it was twenty dollars per ticket. <laughs> yeah, we were. That's how we justified going to Disneyland and spending money the other day and leaving early. It was like, well, I mean, still enjoyed this more than we probably would have enjoyed the fair. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys go on like rides and shit, or how? What'd you do? I didn't go on any rides, but <laughs> we went with the Laris's cousins, and we took my little sisters. Oh, um, nice. Because. I mean, before we started recording, I was telling Michelle how my uh, sister started working at Chuck E. Cheese. Mm-hmm. So she has her own money now. And I basically invited her and was like, you know, call 
our baby sister, see if she wants to go. And if she does, like, can you pay for her? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, she did want to go. And so we took them and my sister paid for her and everything. That's cool. That's good that she has her own money now. Yeah, it's it's nice. Um, It feels good. It does because it it hurts my wallet less. Yep. But um, yeah, it was fun. They they got on a few rides. I think like two. Okay. And then yeah, we walked around. We were hungry, so like when we first got there, we went to go eat. Well, they they ate the weird ass fair food. No, we don't really try anything crazy. Not not the deep fried everything, deep fried ice cream and shit. Uh uh-uh. uh. That just doesn't sound that good. That just sounds like it'd be like a pancake because it would just cook solid. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, I have had a deep fried Oreo and that was pretty that's good. That's fucking dank. I've that's tried one of those before. Fire. But that that's, one's as, not weird. It's delicious. <laughs> that's as, Yeah, as far as anything deep fried, that's probably the only thing I've had. Like, I know they have the weird ass like triple decker where it's like a donut with patty and cheese. I'm like, no, thank you. I always wanted to try that, and obviously now I can't because I'm vegan, but Robert made something the other, like last month for a cooking stream, he made French toast and then made patty melts using the French toast, and I was so excited because I was like, oh, this is like our version of those donut burgers. It's not yeah. that great. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, like, it's... It, it sounds, sounds like it'd be good, but it's not that... it's You just want a regular bun, kind of. Kind of. Where I was going to say, it kind of doesn't sound good, but then if you think about like a sausage McGriddle, like okay, it's actually see. pretty good, you know? So, yeah, but that it, I don't fake. know. That's weird. I, I always like the idea of it just because it was a crazy fair food. It's literally not even that crazy. But I probably, in all honesty, would just prefer a burger and then a donut alone. <laughs> True. <laughs> but yeah, we just, like my sister's A and Alaris A. And then we met up with her cousins, and then they got stuff to eat. And then, yeah, we basically walked around in, like, the little shops and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we basically all got jewelry from this oh. one, like, stand at the fair. Um, yeah. They have, like, really good quality stuff. And they have, like, this policy where you keep your receipt, and they'll basically... It's, like, guaranteed... I guess in a way insurance, like if you break it or anything, you could send it to them to fix it or they'll just send you a new one. Oh, that's dope. And it's like pretty good quality stuff. Like it doesn't rust or anything like that. Yeah. And it, it, (laughs) no, uh, we, Alaris got an anklet from them like back when, like two years ago, pre-COVID. Oh, you guys bought from them before? Yeah, we bought from them before. That's dope. So that's how we know that it's actually like good stuff. And it's not that bad, like, price-wise. And yeah. I got a bracelet. Oh, cool. It looks nice. Yeah. Is it? Is it just a silver chain, it looks like? Yeah. It's just, I like it. It's kind of a similar style to my actual chain. Babe, look at you all balled up. <laughs> Looking icy. <laughs> True. <laughs> but this one, it looks kind of dull, or my chain, because it's kind of dirty. This is a necklace chain, everyone. Yeah. It's funny because you could like definitely feel the difference in like the quality. Like the bracelet, it kind of feels like it feels fake and cheap. 
Oh, the bracelet feels cheap compared to the necklace. Yeah, the compared to the necklace, like the, the necklace is like heavy and it's, it's a like real thick. deal. Yeah, it's the, it was expensive as fuck. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how much because it was a Christmas gift from my mom. But oh, nice. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it still looks like nice and you know fresh. It matches the icy. chain. No one knows that it's a a slightly different feeling to it. It's like no one knows it's fake. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Did you guys see any cute animals? I I mean, I saw parrots, but like I, we didn't really like go that far to the other side where they usually keep the goats All the and stuff. Yeah, farm animals. I remember going a few years ago and watching little pig races, and it was the cutest. They're a bunch of tiny little pigs, and I loved them so much. I was just imagining, like, if one ran over, jumped out of the enclosure, and into my arms. <laughs> How sweet. Yeah, Laris loves those mini pigs. They're so tiny and cute. But yeah, it was fun. My sister got on the, how what's it called, G-Force ride? Which one is that? Know. I don't know the names of the rides. Oh, well, that's the one... Well, I guess it kind of looks like a claw, like the oh, shape of no. it. Oh, And it basically, like, spins side to side and, like, upside down. And mostly, mostly like a pendulum. Ew. It's just side to side, like, really fast and really yep. high. I feel like every then, amusement park has one of those. Yeah. Terrifying. Um, but, yeah, my, like, little sister got on in, and she was, like, anxious the whole time in line and i, I was just holding everyone's bag because i was like my yeah no you're not even gonna pretend to go on that shit <laughs> yeah i was like i ain't getting on that and <laughs> she was literally like so scared the whole time and i was just watching her throughout the ride and she literally was like had her arms like in the air and just... oh i was like oh she's she's enjoying it i'm glad she liked it and she wasn't like one of those kids who starts crying on the ride you know <laughs> she used to be she did on indiana jones her first time dude that ride is kind of stressful especially if any of you guys have been on indiana jones at disneyland at the end it looks like there's a giant boulder that's gonna fall on you guys and then the boulder stops and you guys kind of like go under it to avoid it that's just scary when you're a kid it's still kind of scary today well true especially because it just looks like it's gonna be a huge drop yeah I think even if it wasn't that heavy, I'm pretty sure if it somehow accidentally fell, it would squish us. <laughs> um, I was more scared of the drop than the boulder. The drop? Oh, to avoid the boulder? Yeah. It's a baby drop. It's not even really a drop. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're like, that five feet? Woo! That's a, that five feet is a lot. Don't get me started. <laughs> I've definitely, I remember going on a Splash Mountain as a kid. And as you're going up to the top of the ride, because Splash Mountain has like a little bit of a drop and there's like water and that's where you get wet. There's a uh, big drop. What do you mean? Okay. Yeah, there is kind of a big drop at Splash Mountain. <laughs> well, I mean, if people go to like big amusement parks, no rides at Disney are that big. Oh, but you, yeah, comparing it to like Six Flags. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But as I'm getting older, I realize I'm a little bitch and I can't handle big drops anymore. Uh, the one at Splash Mountain, though, whenever I was a kid, you know, like at the park roller coasters, when you're like moving up to the top of the drop, like all slowly and like getting prepared for it, and it's kind of scary. I remember being on that and I could see stairs next to the side of where we we're going up for like people to do construction shit. 
And holy shit, I remember being like, I just want to hop out. I just want to hop out and get on the skates and get on the stairs and just get off the ride and just like crying, freaking out. Cause I was like, I really just want to get off. Like, I wish that they could just stop it. And I survived and it was fine. <laughs> but every time that I see stairs now on the side of rides, I'm always like, ooh, just kind of want to just kind of want to jump off and get on those stairs, get out of here. <laughs> the first time I had got on and I like forgot where all the drops were i thought the same thing oh yeah i haven't been on that one in a really long time we whenever we went to disneyland we didn't go on like any big roller coasters the other week or not big roller coasters but like any of the main ones we didn't go on like uh what's it called space mountain or anything unfortunately i miss space mountain but yeah other than the fair have you been up to anything exciting Mm, no not really just been going to school yikes oh Um, i was gonna ask you are you planning to come by san diego anytime soon i don't think so okay well if that changes in the next few weeks would you like to come cut the bangs on a wig that i got for (laughs) (laughs) comic-con i think i think i could do it but if i fuck it up it's gonna kind of (laughs) suck i mean i'm down i would just have to ask like you send me a picture and then I'll have to, I'll like ask an instructor how because they didn't teach me how to cut bangs. Oh yeah, it already has bangs. It's just like I ordered a wig. Have you ever seen the show My Dress Up Darling? No. Okay, it's a cosplay and this girl has like blonde hair with some bangs and it's like a pink ombre in the bottom of her hair. And the wig's like super cute, but the bangs are too long for my face and like get into my eyes. So I just need to trim them. But oh, okay. I'm scared scared to do it that seems doable yeah it's not exactly cutting bangs it's just like trimming bangs that already exist but i feel like if i do it it'll look like weird and choppy you know because i don't know how to trim (laughs) hair (laughs) what always weirds me out about trimming hair is like i imagine you could just go inside to it and be like chop 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 but you have to like go from the bottom of the hair and trim it it's weird i don't know why that is it's uh all about the technique Yes, and you probably have a better technique than I do. So if you're ever in San Diego, let me know, and I will pay you to come cut my wig spangs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, noted. Yes, I have a second wig on the way, but I won't tell you about that cosplay yet, because in case it doesn't fit. But this this one's blonde, the other one's black, but also has bangs, naturally. <laughs> Every anime character ever has bangs. It's kind of right. nice. It's kind of nice because it makes it easier for wigs. You won't see, like, my hairline is obviously. True. Because I don't know how to properly put on a wig. (laughs) It's going to be jacked up. I'm glad the bangs are going to cover it. I'll say I could teach you. You know how to put on a wig? Yeah, we have a whole chapter about wigs. and like. I'm um... literally going to hire you to come over (laughs) and help me with this shit. Holy shit. (laughs) Because I was trying, and it's, like, hard for me to put it on and not get hair stuck under the wig. Like, against my head. Because it's, like, a lot of hair. And has bangs. And I just don't know what to do. Mm. I've never worn a wig before. Can I ask how you put it on? Oh, God. Like, a maniac. I... Because it's, like, really, really long hair. And -hmm. has bangs. So, I was, like... I put it on... I tried at first to put the back on first. And then bring the bangs up. But that wasn't really working for me. So, then I tried to do the bang side first. And then pull it down in the back. And it just, I just doesn't look right. I know I'm not doing it right. Oh, yeah. Well, you definitely have to start at the front for 
first. You do have to start at the front. Okay. Yeah, you start at the front, not the back. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. Okay, whenever I tried to do that, the bangs were like Loki just tucked into the wig, and I was like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> no, yeah, you have to start at the front and then basically slowly adjust it and like pull it over the rest of your head. Okay. Yeah, I might try again later today. Do, are you? Am I supposed to wash a wig before I use it, or is it after you use it you wash it? I, it's up to you and your preference. Okay, because I'm kind of scared. It's like not that. It's only like twenty dollars. So I'm kind of scared whenever I wash it, it'll just go to shit. So I wanted to wait to wash it till after Comic Con. Well, I know for washing it though, you do have to be very like gentle with it. Yeah, it was talking about it being like a specific temperature, using like a gentle soap on it. Yeah, like don't you don't get the net wet. Yeah, you definitely don't want to like scrub it really hard, like at all. You like just gently want to like press rub it, it in. right? Yeah, like just kind of rub it in, and then also when you dry it, you kind of just want to towel dry it. Yeah, um, I'm like I'm nervous. I'll fuck it up whenever I wash it. So I think <laughs> I'm gonna wait. Yeah, you could always wait. <laughs> But, yeah, I I will definitely, like, fucking pay you to come and help me with this wig shit because <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> and I don't want to look, like, dumb for this cosplay. I mean, I mean, Loki, like, naturally cosplaying just makes you look kind of dumb. But when you're with other people dressed up, it'll look less dumb. <laughs> True, if it's a whole event full of other people cosplaying. Yeah. Especially, I like tried it on last night after my stream, and I was showing Robert, and he looked like he was trying not to laugh at me, which is <laughs> fair because the wig was like all jacked up, and the the outfit that I'm wearing is basically just like a school uniform, but she has like her tie like on loose, and her shirt's like tied a little bit, and is wearing a choker, and the choker they sent is also like ginormous and doesn't even fit on my neck. I have to like buy a new choker. Damn. <laughs> But I'm like, this will look cute when I'm surrounded with other people dressed up. But right now in my house at 3 a.m., I kind of feel ridiculous right now. <laughs> it just felt like cheesy. <laughs> but I'm excited. It's It should hopefully be fun. I'm like so broke. But I'm spending my money on cosplay. It's fine. <laughs> Worth it. Especially if our if my plan works and I'm able to move. I don't know how many more Comic Cons I'll be able to go to. We'll see. You know, speaking of, I'm not moving or anything yet. But I think I've mentioned before, like, we want to go to the Netherlands this winter. Just oh. to see. Yeah, just to see if we like it and stuff. Because it'd be funny if we didn't. We'd have to find a backup country. And uh, we are obviously not doing the best financially because only Robert's working and I'm just streaming. So we're supposed to go, we're going to Yosemite in a few weeks, you know, and I was talking about we're gonna do Half Dome and I'm like sketched out and stuff. We bought harnesses for it. We are not going to go anymore to save money. Oh, dang. (laughs) And at the time of this recording, Robert has not told our friends yet. (laughs) We're still going to pay for the Airbnb, but we, gas is just so expensive and it's like 400 miles away. And having to get food and stuff there, too. It's just, like, we'd rather save money to uh, instead travel internationally. (laughs) But, whoops, I lied about that, everyone. My bad. (laughs) I was, like, asking Robert, I was like, oh, do you care if I, like, mention in the podcast that we're not going anymore? He's like, 
just tell them everything, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, don't make it sound like it's weird to mention I was going to go on a vacation. I feel like that's a very normal thing to mention. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to not tell you guys that it got canceled. And I'm just going to lie and be like, yeah, I did have to. It was whatever. It's pretty cool. I mean, technically you didn't lie. You know, you were going to go. It's just I was going to go. change the plans. Yeah. But if I didn't say anything, then I would have felt like a liar. I, I could have just straight up lied and told you guys all I didn't climb to have to. Or you could have just like not said anything and we would have never known. You would have never known, but I'm also an overshare. You guys <laughs> have never noticed. This It's time for me to come clean. I overshare sometimes and that's okay. <laughs> and that's just who I am. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah so we canceled that to save money and then i bought a bunch of fucking cosplays like a little buffoon that's that's what reminded me i was like <laughs> i just bought cosplays and wigs oh by the way we're canceling a trip because we're broke and i'm like what is my logic here why am i the way i am no one knows but whatever now I'm setting like new sub goals for me to dress up as this character from the cosplay for the stream. Because uh, I told you like we reached like the most subs we've ever had, like 160 or something. Mm-hmm. And now a bunch of those subs have expired. So we're down to like 115. Dang. And that's I have to have perspective. Having 115 subs is still fucking insane. Yeah. But that's... I'm nervous that's going to keep running out. <laughs> it's just. I don't know. I just want it to stay at the same number or better. Seeing it go down that much kind of freaked me out. I mean, I think it's I think it's going to be like an up and down journey, but no, like, I wouldn't focus definitely. on it. Yeah, I uh, there's somebody that's like partnered on Twitch, which is like I'm affiliate. Affiliate means you have an average of three viewers at all times. And it, it's weirdly hard to get affiliate initially. And partner means you have an average of 75 the past 30 days. So like significantly more. And uh, someone was like, basically like Loki mentoring me on like Twitch and stuff. And they were saying like, you could ignore average viewers and sub counts and stuff like that. And that's stuff that you shouldn't really pay attention to. And I'm like, but how do I ignore it? <laughs> it's hard. But yeah, hopefully... I mean, hopefully, I was going to say, hopefully I like, get more subs and I'm like, hopefully I just stop paying attention to it. I don't want to pay attention to it. I don't want to like dwell on it. <laughs> yeah. It's hard though. We'll, well see. Well, yeah. Because it's like part of like. <laughs> it's my livelihood. Yeah. I was like, it's kind of <laughs> your job. <laughs> That's right. It's like fucking hard to make this a job too because the money's so inconsistent. Like the reason we had that many subs, we didn't have like 170 people who came and subbed. We had some people who gifted us like 20 subs each Mm. and that just like adds up over time so it's not exactly realistic the amount of subs we had that's still good though because it's exposure and stuff definitely and whenever they give subs sometimes it gives it to people who uh have never even seen your channel so like somebody showed up the other day and was like oh hi i got gifted a sub to your channel and then they hung out for a couple hours and i'm like oh cool it's like bringing people to our channel that's cool yeah it's fun i've i've still been enjoying streaming i've uh, been advised by that same person that i need to start doing youtube stuff so i was learning how to edit videos a short video but i'm kind of stuck at part of it right now <laughs> mm. literally a 55 second long video and i can't finish it <laughs> <laughs> editing's hard 
It is hard. It is hard. It is. And they also like suggested because Robert and I have a YouTube channel, and it has like twenty eight hundred subscribers on it. Like we've made money on it in the past. It's called Boon Babe, like the podcast and the stream. But we don't upload just RuneScape stuff on it. So this person said that we should make another YouTube channel that's literally just old school RuneScape stuff on it. So it's kind of nerve wracking to be like starting a new channel that has like zero people watching it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm being harder on myself editing than I need to be because I want it to be really good. But yeah, I don't know how I even started talking about this. Did you even finish saying what all was going on in your life? Was that that was everything, right? <laughs> I just took over. <laughs> well, just talking about YouTube reminds me of like my YouTube, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> Are you gonna bring that back? I don't know. You could. I feel like people would like stuff like your voice changes and talking about you transitioning too. If you ever were interested in that true people have questions you could do a little q a to be like what's it like to transition for people who haven't started hormones yet <laughs> i found an old ass video on my youtube that i made of you and alaris or just you no no no. it was like made for school oh i love it what, what was it it was <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it was for um it was like a trailer you had to make a trailer? Yes. For like a movie? Yes. It, oh, I don't, I don't think I came out in it. It was my cousin's. Oh, okay. I'm going to send it to you. Okay. Did you edit this? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel okay. like I feel like you should watch it and we should like just For hear the your kite reaction. runner? Have you read that? Yes. That book is dark. It's sad, yeah. It's really sad. Okay, let's watch this. 16 views. I didn't know you're famous. <laughs> <laughs> Padilla Productions. <laughs> this winter. That didn't pretty good so far. Like, kind of a shaky camera angle here. <laughs> a story of two African boys who are inseparable. Did you use the tagline from the actual trailer? Wait, um, who, are these, who are these little boys that you were filming? <laughs> they're my cousins. <laughs> they're sitting there, hugging with their arms around each other. Not literally inseparable. Just walking with their arms. They were like brothers until... Dot, 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 dot. <laughs> oh, no. They're, okay, back to little boys walking around. Their arms are still around each other, guys. They're inseparable. Oh. One of them put their arm down. Are they separating? No, no, it's fine. It's fine. They were torn apart by the betrayal and a war. <laughs> now it's the little boys wrestling outside, but they're smiling. <laughs> now it's footage of a war and people getting shot. <laughs> what the fuck? For you, a thousand times over this song. Oh, now it's a kite in the sky. More kites in the sky. You have a chance to make things right. That went by so quickly, I don't know what it said. <laughs> Uh, now it's like your brother on the phone, and it's in the desert of Afghan, and it's like, it looks like the beach in San Diego. It is. It is. The <laughs> <laughs> determination on Scott's life. You guys were going through this, like, text part so quick, I couldn't even read all this shit. More kites. You got, it's like aggressive kites flying everywhere, like hardcore. 
Oh, and now you're including footage from the actual movie? <laughs> that seems like not allowed. <laughs> Another kite. The kite runner. <laughs> I want to know how many seconds of just pure kite runners or just kites are in this video. And also the final page where it says <laughs> video production. I want to know how many times it says Padilla on this page because I think it's like 400 times. <laughs> but you really advertised your name on here. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. This is good. I like that you... Um... Oh, you also gave a shout out to the actors at the end. My actors. Victor P. Jose Alfredo R. Jared R. YouTube movie clips. Oh, that's your actor too. YouTube movie clips. Mark, <laughs> Mark Forster. Khalid Abdallah. Are those the actors from the other fucking movie? Probably. So you're like, my actors. <laughs> They're not mine. Oh my god. You just Wait. whole ass stole a clip from the movie and put in your own trailer. I'm going to try and link this on the description of this podcast episode. No, 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 no. No, no you don't want me to? Did I describe it well enough? I don't know if anyone's going to go to it, but it's like... I can't describe enough to you guys how angry these kites were in the sky. <laughs> like, it was like aggressive kite movements happening. I feel like you've got to comment on Instagram or like send us an email if you really want to. If see you this really want it, you have to reach out to us. But it's good. These two little boys, <laughs> their arms around each other, hanging out. Then they're fighting, but they're smiling while they're fighting. And it's- <laughs> I'm going to send this to Robert, too. Really oh, no. Cool. Really I don't think he ever read The Kite Runner, so I don't think he'll understand. That That book is fucking dark, actually. If you read yeah. that book, it's not funny. But if you're just watching the trailer, it's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> also, that you included your cousins hanging out hugging, and then you cut to people shooting each other in a fake war. Listen. <laughs> it was... A creative decision. Like... <laughs> seven years ago yeah it was a fake war right you didn't search like real war footage i know you could probably find that shit online i'm pretty sure it was from a movie thank god you're like nah i just got it on 4chan it's real <laughs> got it from the dark web oh my god dude you don't even have to go on the dark web i feel like people have seen some gnarly shit online i thankfully haven't seen too much stuff but i know robert has been like, oh yeah, people have just seen each other getting like beheaded and shit. And I'm like, what? Okay. Yeah. Um, that was beautiful. That was like a cinematic masterpiece. You know, I have a video that I once made with Leah, my sister, and our friend Emily, where we were copying Harry Potter scenes, movie scenes. And uh it was just as good maybe actually it was worse because i don't know how to edit but i'll send you that to watch later you don't need to go over that in this because it's <laughs> an experience i definitely want to see that though okay yeah i will find that for you because it's good i don't even know where exactly it is or whose youtube it's on but i need to find it because <laughs> it was just like and I was overacting on purpose, okay? You're going to watch this video and be like, why is she being so insane? I was doing it to be funny. It was for a bit. Don't think I'm doing it on purpose. I could probably, I mean, not actually act, but I could do better than that. Hmm. And I'm going to ask Leah to send to me and I'll send to you later. <laughs> we like, 
<laughs> we were supposed to be doing slow-mo one part. You know that part in the movie, the last movie, Ron and Hermione are running in slow-mo while the snake's following them, and then Neville goes and, like, stabs the snake? I don't know if you do. Very specific moment. I watched that movie, like, 12 times when it first uh, came out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. Me and Emily were playing Ron and Hermione, and we were pretending to move in slow motion because I can't edit. We had a big stuffed animal duck to play the snake and we're running in slow-mo and the snake just gets thrown by Leah into the scene and just drops onto the ground, just regular speed. And then Leah jumps out and stabs it. <laughs> it was interesting. I think it was posted on Facebook somewhere, so I'll have to find it later. I don't even know if it's on YouTube. <laughs> but not as good as yours. Yours is really, yours is better. Because, you know, I get what you're going for i get what the message was supposed to be i just i like that like in the beginning whenever i said you're pointing at the sky but you could tell the person's filming its hands are shaking like that was kind of the experience <laughs> it was there but it was a little shaky <laughs> it was just a bunch of clips i had like put the yeah. together and yeah. you can tell it's very like all over the place. I loved it. I loved the 30 full seconds total of kites in the sky aggressively moving. <laughs> that was really good. And that you included a clip from the literal movie, which feels like cheating, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, it probably was, but it's good. Uh yeah, hit us up if anyone wants that because I love it and you need to see it. <laughs> no <laughs> yeah that's why you have to specifically reach out because we can't say no to you guys if you reach out yeah true no one reaches out you'll be secretly happy I'll just post it on Instagram anyway <laughs> really? I wouldn't I wouldn't but what the fuck were we even talking about <laughs> I don't even know I oh we were talking about how someone requested that you like, be more oh. active on YouTube, basically. Yeah, they make a YouTube video, and you were trying to show me some inspiration for future videos. <laughs> <laughs> I can make a, a trailer for Old School RuneScape. Apparently, it used to be a thing, like, back in the early 2000s, people would make RuneScape music videos, and they would just play, like, emo songs and show, like, their character walking around all dramatically. Bring that back. No reason why I can't. But anyway... <laughs> Do you have anything else going on, or should I go to our stories? Um, I think we could start on our stories. Okay. Um, mine is a little bit shorter, but yeah, dude. Uh, apparently, a bajillion people die on Fourth of July every year. I found that um, out. Um, oh, like in the U.S. Like yeah. I was like, over here in San Diego? Like... No, no, not in San Diego. Just in the U.S. Searching 4th of July murders. I wanted to find one that was older because I knew that there would be a little bit more information. People mm. die, tons of people die every year on 4th of July from shootings. It's actually yep. pretty fucked up. Yep, I did yep. see that too. Because like, literally wanna... all of them were sh shootings. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. I hate it. I hate it here. <laughs> it made me glad that I don't go out on 4th of July. I did see a funny tweet because I asked if you were doing a thing either and you said no. And uh, it was like, the tweet was like, are you doing a thing for 4th of July? Bro, what? I'm not a fucking Republican. <laughs> you know, like, if I'm doing something, it's because I like fireworks, not because the meaning. <laughs> wait, did you actually hear what happened? What happened? 
It's good news. Oh, good. Okay, what happened? Basically, my wife was telling me that Gavin Newsom basically made it so, uh, like, DACA recipients and, like, oh. undocumented people ha- can get healthcare now. Hey, they couldn't before? Well, I mean, they could, but I guess now it's, like, easier, easier and, like, I don't want to say free. But, like, less insane than it used to be. Yeah, like... I'm like, I don't think it'll ever be free. <laughs> but he literally, like, made a whole speech about it and was basically saying, like, you know, this is what pro-life really is or something like that. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> I like that. That makes me happy. Yeah, it made me really happy, too, because it's, like, obviously, that hits close to home. Yeah. I used to have a coworker whenever I worked retail as undocumented, and, like... I mean, maybe because healthcare was harder to get. She got braces put on by somebody in their garage. What? (laughs) And then she couldn't afford to pay them, so she had to go back to their garage and get the braces taken off. Damn. It's fucked. So that makes me happy that hopefully less braces in the garage situations going on now. (laughs) Yeah. Because that sounds so sketchy. (laughs) That's good. But yeah, sorry. You you may you may tell your story. <laughs> I it's okay. I was in I was gonna um I had another little tangent that I was gonna go on to actually. Mm-hmm. That whenever I was looking, because at first we you're both both your murders are also fourth of July, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Initially, like we were saying fourth of July, and I was like, Oh, could I just do like other they were on like holiday or something and they got murdered? I was like researching stuff like that initially. Some of the stories like, I don't know what this is going to mean for myself in the podcast later, but some of the more, like, graphic things, I literally couldn't finish even reading in my head. Damn. It's just, like, it was too much. It was overwhelming. Like, some gnarly shit. Obviously, it's all fucking sad, but ones that they, like, describe stuff in more detail, I can't do that anymore, I guess. <laughs> just want to let you know. Okay. So, <laughs> in the future, you're, you I mean, you already choose the most gnarly ones, honestly. So that's going to still be mostly you. I, I, yeah. You choose something that I'm like, what? I wish I, I can, didn't know this. I can't even deny it. Yeah, like, usually I would read those and still, I, like, obviously still be, like, shocked and stuff. Now I feel like I literally can't even finish reading them. It's weird. It makes sense, because sometimes, sometimes you read stories or, like, listen to stories, and then you have a hard time being like, oh, these are real people, you know? Because you're mm-hmm. just hearing it. it. doesn't feel real. And now I feel like I'm just hyper aware of the fact that all this shit is like real and like, oh my god, scary. So, on that note, let's talk about Benjamin Avila. So, Benjamin, known as Benji, was born on June 1st, 1931. Fortunately, I wasn't able to find too much on his life, per usual, Especially his early life. But according to articles I did find, he spent most of his life farming north of Avondale, Colorado, where he mostly just grew hay. This was just several miles away from where he lived in the very, very small town of Boone, Colorado. On his land, Benji would also grow his own cantaloupe, honeydew, watermelon, onions, pistachios, pine nuts, and chili. And he would go and sell this out of the back of his truck as a street vendor. I'm sure like everyone's driven past people like that, you know? He's just on the side of the road selling. I feel like usually I see more like flowers, though. Flowers. Yeah, that's vendors. that's more 
common. Yeah. Benji was a hard worker, but his family said that he loved working. Grandson Sean remembered that he would wake up at 3 a.m. every single morning, have some tea, and then head off to Denver, which was a couple hours away, to sell his produce and food products. Well, an obvious reason for selling food in Denver was making more money, as like there's more people there. Another reason Benji thought the drive out there was worth it was because it allowed him to spend weekends with his daughters and grandchildren who lived there. One granddaughter later remembered him as being a good person, and he was also a favorite of kids in his neighborhood. A friend said that everyone knew him, and he was just a real nice man who never did no way no harm. He'd give you the shirt off his back. I think he gave away more stuff than he sold. Customers who bought from Benji noted his generosity and friendliness, and those closest to him would get a smile and a hug along with their purchases. People specifically would go to him to chat and buy his homemade salsa, which they insisted was better than anything you could get at a Denver store or any farmer's market. In 2000, Benji had to lease his land to another worker as he'd been diagnosed with lung cancer and had to undergo treatment, but he was already planning to be back the next year to plant hay once again. That same year, he told a friend about a robbery attempt that he'd been a victim of. The friend and his wife bought Benji some pepper spray and advised him to stay away from the area where he normally sold, but he continued to keep going. The friend noted that Benji liked having something to do, like something to keep him busy during the day. It wasn't clear to me, like, if he had to work or if he just, like, wanted to keep working, you know, because he would, he would drive out, like, hours every single day to go and do this. On July 4th, 2000, Benji went to work as usual at the parking lot of J.P.'s, which is like a bar and was a bar in the Westwood neighborhood of Denver. He was persuaded to leave work for a couple hours to attend a family barbecue and see his family and grandchildren. Fourth of July was actually Benji's favorite holiday, and it was the anniversary of the day that he married his wife. But by 1.30, 2-ish in the afternoon, he was ready to leave and eager to get back to his truck and go work some more. While he was gone for the barbecue, he'd left his truck there and he literally just left a note under his windshield saying that customers could grab whatever they need from the back of his truck and just leave change under the windshield wiper. He had some trust in the community. Some of these people, like, he knew pretty well. And his honor system actually, like, seemed to pay off and I don't think that anyone stole from him while he was even gone. Around 3 p.m., a witness claimed to hear Benji and an unknown man arguing. Shortly after, the unknown person shot Benji. He was found slumped over in the cab of his truck. Though he was transported to a hospital, he later died of his wounds. At the time of his death, Benjamin Avila was 69 years old. He left behind six children and 17 grandchildren. Later that day, a family friend had been driving by Benji's usual spot when they saw the truck was surrounded by police cars. Benji's grandson remembers vividly receiving a call from this hysterical friend and knew that he had to get the phone to his mom as fast as possible. His family was grief-stricken that they'd lost their patriarch and that he had died by himself without any family there to comfort him or even hold his hand. The community where he worked was also shocked by the violent death that ended the life of the kind man who'd sold them produce over time. Benji's friend who had gifted him the pepper spray was quoted as saying, Here he got over cancer and he goes up to Denver and they have to go and shoot him. It makes me really mad. While there was the witness sighting of the argument, that's literally all that an investigation of the murder revealed. Even the motive wasn't clear, as based on what I read, Benji still had money on him when he was shot. 
The first few 4th of Julys following Benji's murder were obviously traumatic for the family, but over time, they were able to turn the day into a time to celebrate and bring the whole family together. There was one moment when his daughter believed that she was receiving a sign from Benji himself. She remembered that one day her family had been driving home, but they were forced to take a detour due to an accident and became lost. A man pulled up beside them and said he was headed in their direction and that they could follow him. Upon being guided home, they thanked the stranger, who responded by simply raising his hand and giving them a thumbs up, a simple gesture which Benji's family fondly remembered him always doing. His daughter thought this man was like an angel and perhaps had been assigned from her dad. As of today, the murder of Benji still remains unsolved. There's a ward of up to $2,000 to help find his killer. And if you have any information on the case, you can anonymously call the Crime Stoppers tip line at 720-913-7867. Yeah, sorry that was a short story, but unsolved for 22 years. And I'm like, I don't understand that. It was very public. Damn. Yes. And no one even knows why. Damn. I know I was specifically searching for like cold cases because I was thinking it'd be nice to bring awareness to like an old case that I hadn't heard of. Also because I thought that there would be more information on an older case. I mean, this wasn't a lot of information, but unfortunately the ones that happened even more recently, there's so many shooting deaths in the U.S. on 4th of July that it's literally just like their name on a list and that's like all they seem to say. It's fucked. Super fucked. Yeah. But mine's kind of old and technically unsolved as well. Oh, wow. Okay. It's like semi-short as well, so this probably might, might be a shorter episode. Yeah. That's okay. It happens. This is the murders of Sally and Shane. Sally and Shane were two teenagers who were murdered near Lake Nasworthy in San Angelo, Texas, after spending the evening watching fireworks on 4th of July in 1988. Oh, wow, that's a while ago. Yeah. Like 40 years ago? Nearly, yeah. Fuck. Sally Ann McNeely was born on March 26, 1970. And Shane Paul Stewart was born on August 5th, 1971. Shane and Shelly seemed to be normal teenagers growing up in San Angelo, Texas. Or Angelo, I guess. I'm just saying it the Latin, like. You're saying how it's supposed to be pronounced, so that's okay. Okay, then it's San Angelo, Texas. There we go. (laughs) They began dating in the fall of 1987 while in high school. They did, I guess, allegedly began dabbling and participating with a local satanic cult in 1988. And this obviously, there was already hysteria of the whole satanic era. Satanic panic. Yeah, basically. I hate it. They probably weren't doing anything. They probably were just atheists. I don't know about (laughs) that one. But, um... (laughs) Who knows? Maybe you. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I guess Sally's mother... Pat Wade, became concerned when she began sneaking out late at night. Um, And I guess one night she confronted her, but Sally refused to tell her where she had been. Pat then called one of Sally's friend's parents and found out that they may have been involved with a satanic cult. 
or at least that was the rumor that was going around. I, I just wonder what would have brought them to that conclusion. Maybe because they were rebelling. They're rebelling, so they're Satanists. They were going out late at night doing who knows what. Didn't want to tell their parents, probably because they were like drinking or smoking weed. Right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But I guess during their relationship, Sally's friends had witnessed her attending parties with the so-called cults. And supposedly some black magic was being practiced and they alleged that she and Shane had been involved. The fuck? Yeah. It says that uh, Sally began attending ritualistic parties regularly, and on one occasion, she invited her friend Helen. Helen became concerned when Sally appeared to enter a trance during the ritual. Helen decided to leave, but was still concerned about her safety. Shane's father... Marshall also noticed that he began changing when he became involved with the cult. He apparently began getting into fights with other teens. One time he had gotten into a serious fight that he was thrown into a river. What the fuck? <laughs> That's intense. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, damn, I'm like, like, I wonder if it was over like a bridge or like they literally were like near a river i know i'm they, like, like pushed them in is this a fight or is this like an attempted murder <laughs> holy shit yeah in january 1988 shane and shelly moved into an apartment together in march sally called the police and claimed that some of the members of the cult were involved in criminal activity they gave an investigator a gun that a cult member claimed was involved in a robbery slash murder. Um, the investigator determined that it was actually stolen, <laughs> and they could not. They were unable to connect it to a murder. So some kid was just lying to sound cool. Like yeah, cool for them. <laughs> sound um what's hard. The word, what's the word? Yeah, hot. That's what I would say. Hard. Shane and Sally told him that they feared that they would be harmed by the members of the cult. Six weeks later, they moved out of their apartment and left town separately. They basically broke up. Mm -hmm. But I guess it didn't last long. Um, by early summer, they both returned to San Angelo. And in mid-June of 1988, Sally ended up calling Helen and told her that they were basically afraid that they were going to be killed. What? Did she say why? Not in, like, detail. Just of basically course. They, they didn't want to, like, get into it. They just basically said that they were scared that they were going to get killed. Fuck. Around noon on July 3rd, Shane received a phone call that Marshall, his dad, um, believed was about money and the quote. Um, but when Marshall confronted Shane about it, he just kind of blew it off and was like, oh, it's nothing, like, you know, like a typical teenager. Didn't want to tell their parents. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to tell his dad. But yeah, I guess after that, like, phone call, he uh, gave his father a hug before heading out to watch the 4th of July fireworks with Sally. And then... He, his dad basically told him, like, oh, be home by 11. Mm -hmm. Which he did not make it home. Fuck. The next day, on July 4th, 
Shane and Sally mysteriously vanished shortly after they had attended the 9pm fireworks show at the Lake Nasworthy. Jesus. Later that night, a witness reported seeing them six miles away at Isabel Harte Park near O.C. Fisher Lake. Um, I guess this, it was like a fisherman, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, he says that he saw a pickup truck approach them, and other witnesses then heard Sally tell its occupants that they did not want to be involved with, quote, that anymore. So they were, and, if this cult thing was legit, they were trying to leave it, maybe. Yeah, basically. And it looks like they were confronted, and they basically told them, like, no. And that was the last, like, confirmed sighting of them. Fuck. The next morning, Shane's copper-colored Camaro was found near a lake in San Angelo. Fast food wrappers were on the front seat, and the keys were on the dashboard. And he and Sally were nowhere to be found. Shane's dad was actually like a huge advocate for like his son's disappearance. Mm -hmm. And also, well, murder. Yeah. But I guess as soon as like he realized or like they found his car and everything and he didn't make it home. He actually like went looking around where they were last seen. For months. And for months? he, like, even... Well, yeah. I didn't know they were missing for that long. Yes. Holy shit. Um, he, but he basically did his own... What's the word? Investigation. Yeah. And he even, like, knocked on doors. He, like, cried and prayed. Police weren't doing anything? They were, but... Well, no. Because... Well, no. <laughs> not at first. Because yeah. at first... They actually believed that Shane and Sally had run away. Cool. Why don't you like actually figure out where the runaways went then? <laughs> You're so sure it's a runaway. True. I was like, why would they not go in his car? Yeah. Why would they leave the car with the keys in it to run away? Make it make sense, mm-hmm. bro. I don't know, man. I don't know their logic. They're probably like, oh, they're saying his friends picked them up. True. But yeah, basically the the authorities were claiming that they ran away, but Marshall was like super adamant. It was like, no, they definitely like ran into some foul play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he said he remembered that Shane had mentioned a specific teen whom he did not get along with. Um, and he allegedly stated that if they were to come into contact with each other, they would get into a serious fight. Oh, fuck. Um, and I guess Marshall even went to this teen's home to question him, and he noticed that he had several scratches on his face as if he had been in a fight. Oh my gosh. But I guess he uh, refused to speak to Marshall. That's so sad for his dad. Yeah. And on July 7th, they were both reported as missing persons, like officially. It took that long? Three days, yeah. Jesus. And it wasn't until four months later in November that authorities actually, like, basically switched opinions because they found remains. Okay, so they had no choice but to switch. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. uh, I guess uh, it was some some hunters, I believe, that found the remains. 
that came across him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was Sally's skeletal remains were found in the pasture, seventeen miles away near the Twin Boots Reservoir, where she was last seen. Oh my God! Um, and she was found on November eleventh, nineteen eighty-eight. Three days later, Shane's remains were discovered in the same general like vicinity, but not exactly like close. I think they said it was like a few feet away. Weird that not you feet. Want to find it. No, oh. yeah, I was like, no, maybe not feet, because that's still really close. Yeah. Maybe it was like a mile or two, but it was like still generally close to where she was, but not close enough that like it took three day to three more days to find them. Yeah. And also they were skeletal remains, so that'd probably make it harder in general. Yeah. It's crazy how the body can de- decompose that fast like God. In, like, four months. That's terrifying. I mean I wonder if also like wildlife you know got to it wildlife uh the weather i know that has a lot to do with it yeah but yeah according to their autopsies they had both been shot to death in the head with a shotgun Fuck. their families and authorities are convinced that the occult type activities that they were involved in might have led to their murders Marshall believes that several of the cult members abducted them while at the lake and took them to the area 17 miles away and murdered them. Jesus. But to this day, this case remains remains unsolved. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. I was certainly um, not expecting a Satanist angle going on here. <laughs> That's shocking. It gets even weirder. Oh. Sort of. But yeah, obviously after they found the bodies, they did look into it more. And members of the cult that Shane and Sally were involved with were considered suspects in their deaths. And Marshall was very like adamant about that one team. The one with the scratches. Yeah, the one with the scratches. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because authorities basically determined that based on uh, like on where they found the remains... It had to be, like, the killer had to be from the area. Like, it definitely wasn't a stranger. It was, like, hard to get to, I'm assuming. Yeah, or just, like, it's somewhere you wouldn't know how to get to unless you were from here. Okay. In 1994, a DNA profile was covered from evidence found next to Shane's car. It was uploaded to the national database, but no matches have been found so far. In July 2014, the Sheriff's Department announced that this case had been reopened and that they had two major developments. What the fuck? A person... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A person of interest had been located in a foreign country and Shane's remains had been exhumed for DNA purposes. Whoa. Investigators also planned on getting DNA samples from persons of interest in this case. However, it is not known if any matches were made to the crime scene evidence. In six years, it's still not known. Was it six years? 2014. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's eight years. (laughs) I I keep thinking it's 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Can't math. Low-key me too. (laughs) Dude, twice on Boon Babe, I've been trying to say Pride 2022, and twice I've said Pride 2020, and Robert has to be like, two. And I'm like, fuck. (laughs) 
you know what? Low key, I think my phone thinks it's still 2022. I'm uh, 2020, comma you know two. Yeah. Because <laughs> every time I try to go to my calendar and I'm like trying to like see of like like uh, usually I try to see like when I'm gonna get paid or just like trying to plan stuff. It always in like I don't know how the fuck, but it always is in 2020. Me so I have to like scroll. <laughs> yeah, I have to like scroll down to 2022. I'm like, so why does weird. it keep going back to 2020? Because mentally, Anyways. that's where we still are. Maybe. <laughs> but sorry. No, no, it's okay. In February 2016, the Texas Department of Public Safety announced that they were asking for the public's help in solving this case. It was also announced that an award was being offered in it. In June 2017, police identified a possible suspect in the case, a man named John Gilbreth. He was pulled over and arrested for marijuana possession. His girlfriend basically (laughs) totally ratted him out and told officers that John was basically a dealer and had more drug-related evidence at his home. These hoes ain't loyal. (laughs) <laughs> no, <they're> not. <laughs> I mean, he's really probably not. he might be a murderer, but it's still kind of funny that she was like, "All right, I'll tell you everything." Yeah, basically, because she was in the car with him when he got pulled over. She probably got oh. a deal. <laughs> yeah, probably. She, that's probably she was smart. She's like, "I'm just gonna throw him under the bus so they leave me alone." But yeah, so basically, since she said that, they were able to get a search warrant. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they searched his his uh, home. They found evidence that connected him to Shane and Sally's murders. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, Some of it included three audio tapes with SS written on them, handwritten notes and ledgers mentioning them, a lock of hair, a fingernail, (gasps) and other documents mentioning them. What year is this again? This was in 2017. Bro. Why would you keep all that shit? The fuck? That's sketchy Um, as shit. He doesn't sound like... If he did do it, doesn't sound like he regrets it. Yeah, I don't think so. And I guess they also found biological matter that might be blood. Ew. Yeah. Um, Their story was actually featured on Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, like the old one? Yeah. On a, in 1991. Oh, wow. That's like right after, or not really right after, but just a few years after it happened. Yeah, like four, maybe. Oh, four God, five. I bet that that would actually be awful to watch because they're still in the satanic panic. Oh, yeah, the they, yeah, that's that's basically what the, the episode like pushed. It says it pushed the theory that Shane and Shelley had been killed in a satanic cult ritual. I mean... Um, I don't know. But authorities <laughs> don't believe it's for that reason. It sounds like they were just hanging out with people who were like trying to be like dark and satanic and they didn't want to be friends with them anymore and it pissed these people off. True. I don't know. I mean, I just don't really fall for the satanic panic thing. <laughs> I mean, I think it's real, but I don't really like fall for it either. Yeah. I don't, even if people are doing, think that they're satanic or something, like, maybe it's just because I'm not religious, it just doesn't hold any weight to me. <laughs> True. I'm like, even if they're doing rituals, I don't think that that does anything. They're just the same as regular murderers to me. 
They're just as bad. <laughs> yeah, they're just as bad. They're not like different because they the reason they're doing it. They're still murderers. Very true. Very true. Yeah, uh, over the years, Shane's father, Marshall, has begged the people involved to come forward. He has even, like, publicly said that he's, like, forgiven them. Oh. Um, and I read in one article, I just wish that they would get right with themselves and get right with God. And his, um basically talked about how he kept his son's Camaro for years until, like, recently in 2017 that he basically gave it up because it was just like too much of a reminder of him and it hurt oh that's really fucking and I'm sad. like <laughs> jeez but yeah investigators have confirmed that John has been a suspect in this case from the beginning what why did yeah. it take so long to I search don't his know. house I think because they probably didn't have enough like probable cause mm-hmm. and then it wasn't until like years later when they pulled him over and arrested him and then his girlfriend totally was like yeah go search his house <laughs> good for the girlfriend honestly <laughs> true or else we probably wouldn't have known well <laughs> unless no we probably wouldn't have i feel yeah because they could have just arrested him and then like booked him and everything but like the shit probably would have stayed like i don't think they go Searching people's houses after like arresting you, you because know what they I mean? just have weed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it has to be like a bigger deal than that. I imagine. I mean, I don't know for yeah. sure. Unless maybe like it's murder and they're trying to find like evidence against you. But also, what are the fucking chances that they would search the house like thirty something years later and there's still potentially like a fucking fingernail? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm right? like, bro, what? You're also like just. If you if he did murder them, like who knows? He could just be a fucking weirdo. Like, why would you keep that? I mean, I know some murders like trophies, huh? Yeah. Still, ew. What but are yeah. the chances? But yeah, he was a suspect since the beginning, and he was actually one of the members of the quote group <laughs> that Shane and Shelley were were a part of, and he was seventeen at the time of like their murders. Oh my um, god, John another was. teenager. Yeah, they were all teenagers. I think Sh- Sean was 16 and Sally was 18, I believe. That's fucking terrifying that this could all just happen in a group of people 18 and under. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, I guess he's had uh, previous convictions for felony theft and delivery of marijuana. <sighs> That's worse um, than murder. <laughs> <laughs> In uh, 2018, he was convicted of marijuana and firearm possession charges and is currently serving time in federal prison. But as of yet, he has not been charged with murder, but police consider him a person of interest. How, can they... There's nothing on like the DNA test seeing if any of that stuff in his house is a match? Not that they have like publicly de- like declared or I like swear confirmed. to God. If he's just a weirdo and keeps that shit in his house and is not a murderer. I mean, he looks like a weirdo. Yeah. But, yeah, you never know. (laughs) Some people are just strange. But, yeah, that's the story. Nothing could prepare me for this satanic panic turn in your story. (laughs) 
on a Fourth of July murder episode. Right, right. I don't it even didn't... Know I found this. <laughs> it was hard because I was trying to find stuff like as well that's older, as like, that's not, more info. yeah, yeah, and just not like of the freaking four hundred shootings. Yeah, not that those people don't deserve to be talked about, Whoa. but it sucks reading about them. It's literally just like they list people who died in their ages, and that's all it is. Mm-hmm. It's very disheartening. Mm-hmm. Doesn't talk about them at all. Yeah, it's like damn, what a fucking Independence Day. I know, right? And this is why we're gonna stay home. This is America. This is America. Ooh, imagine next year if I lived in the Netherlands on Fourth of July. That'd be nutty. <laughs> oh my god, I want to. <laughs> I need to work on YouTube today. But will I? We'll see. <laughs> I guess you all have to find out next week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Literally. Uh, but fuck yeah, you have anything else to share? Um, no. Well, just, you know, be safe. I was going to say, be safe out there because it's ridiculous how much people get shot on 4th of July. And some of them are literally just accidents, too. Yeah, be careful. Well, not, not, not just, like, freaking shot, but, like, also, like, firework accidents um freaking drunk drivers <laughs> yeah just uh, be safe and you know take ubers if you're drinking too i please. don't necessarily really want to celebrate anyway i know right just because yeah. you know america's so great but um <laughs> i want to see fireworks but it's like i want to see fireworks for a different reason you know like we have a <laughs> like fireworks a, day like at disneyland yeah <laughs> But also, fires are probably bad for the environment, so it's okay. Maybe we'll do a beach cleanup. A couple of years ago, we went and did a beach cleanup the day after 4th of July because there's this one beach that they... It's actually kind of fucked. Every year, they would have a marshmallow fight on 4th of July. And oh, they no. just leave the marshmallows on the beach. It's pretty gnarly. And Robert and I went and we're, like, doing a little beach cleanup just for fun because beach cleanups are, like, low-key fun and, like, satisfying to see. I mean, if you, mm-hmm. if you care about nature at all, I feel like they're fun. If you don't really care, then it might be whatever. But multiple people asked us, they're like, are you guys like having to do community service or probation or something? We're like, no, we're just doing this because we like cleaning up after people. <laughs> so much fun. Yeah, it is. It's weirdly satisfying no, to see. It, it kind of is fun, actually. I, I remember doing it with our old job. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I think it's cool because it makes Did, you feel good about oh, yourself. Oh, yeah, you, you were there. Huh? I was there. <laughs> you ever want to do a beach clean? Let me know. We have like uh, supplies for it still from that year. <laughs> I enjoy that. I, for- I forgot. Yeah, that was nice. We did it. <laughs> yeah, we did do it together. I don't know if we were- we probably weren't in the same groups, but we were both there. That's cool. And you did just do a non-beach, just on a walk cleanup because people are gross everywhere. Yeah. Whenever we like went and got Jack in the Box once and... There's always, like, teenagers walking by because there's, like, several schools within a few miles of us. And these teenagers were walking. One of them had a drink, and they just stopped drinking and threw it into a bush. And I was like, what in the fuck? (laughs) It's just so weird to me. I'm like, why would that be – why would you want to do that? I literally don't understand. (laughs) So hopefully as they get older, they're, like, embarrassed by that and don't do that shit. (laughs) This has turned into my littering PSA. Don't litter, guys. But yes. Be safe. Be safe. Don't litter. Uh, don't go swimming oh, drunk, I think please. my headphones died. That's shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> if anyway, you're talking, Michelle, I can't hear you. This is scuffed. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll be do- safe. He can't hear me. This is great. Anyway, if you want to email us, you can at thespookyshit.pod at gmail.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are spookyshit underscore pod, and our website is spookyshit-pod.com. Thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Oh. You're, you're talking better you're saying. He can't <laughs> hear me. Should I just just say bye? I'm typing to him. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye.